A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Human. <laughs> <laughs> I can't can expect me to be funny now that you're fuming. The big green machine is back. 20 minute terms are back, covering Celtic for our ninth season. I'm your host Jamie and I'm joined by Stephen. What's happening? And Melly. Yes. And all summer long, we've seen the comments on the Celtic forums. When are 20 Minute Tim's back? Well, Celtic back, that means we're back. But Stephen, strictly, we didn't go away. No, we don't. I have an issue with people mm. saying come back because we never go away. We podcast twice. We've three not times gone away, you know. We've, we've, we've not gone away, you know. Um, terrible. He's not Indian. I don't know why I did that <laughs> accent there. But. Right, I've got a problem with anyone saying, oh, where are 20 minute Tims? We love them so much to come back. And they do say that. They do say that on the forums. You love us to an extent. Mm. Just not enough to get involved where it really counts. Where is that, Stephen? Well, I'm glad you asked, Jamie. Over to you for a plug. It's a <laughs> patreon.com slash 20 minute Tims. Just a wee minute to explain what Patreon is. It is somewhere where you can support this podcast in exchange for extra podcasts, extra videos, extra writing. And if you take out a 20 minute Tims season ticket on Patreon, we will send you a fantastic t-shirt. Graphic will pop up here. When you want that t-shirt looks like and you will save a bit of money on your subscription you get extra videos you get to join the discord which is a fantastic online celtic forum that we've created we discuss everything we're in there chatting about live games and all sorts of different things you get extra podcasts match reactions to every game you even get an extra weekly podcast called the breakfast of champions which is like the the flagship's little brother there's so much there check it out patreon.com slash 20 minute times there'll be a link everywhere you get this and everywhere you hear it celtic are back boys um yep. Pre-season is over, the time for talking is done, the time for action began on Saturday, Melly. Yeah, there was a lot of talking, not from Celtic as usual, and there's only one team that uh, really talked to talk and walked to walk, wasn't there? Celtic <laughs> came out and won, it wasn't the worst performance, it wasn't the best, but we'd done a job, I thought, fair play to Ross County, they actually had a go at mm. it, but Celtic went out and done the business again, not quite Business as usual, there are wee things that we maybe need to tweak here and there, but I don't think it was that much different from what we've seen last season. What a weekend. Oh, what a weekend it was. <laughs> Winning the first game of the season isn't for everyone, Stephen. <laughs> it certainly isn't. And obviously this is the, the first flagship proper of the season. We are, we're fully back now. And the last thing we released on YouTube before this, now people will worldwide, all those mm. screaming 20 Miniacs worldwide will be watching this, but the last thing released on YouTube was a little grenade. We mm. thought we'd roll a little grenade and not like us. Uh, post and ghost, just disappear for a few <laughs> weeks, right? And the last thing that was out on YouTube was a little YouTube short called 
that lot are terrified Brendan Rodgers is back and yes. oh did we get the comments we have <laughs> suffered another several weeks mm. of the comments from the Bears telling us oh. we're talking nonsense that they're going to do this this season they're going to do that this season and did I not find about a hundred comments more so maybe the, from the Bears telling us what was going to happen and for them to serve that up on the Saturday evening of the first game of the season was terrific stuff. It's not just YouTube bears, is it, Todd Cantwell? Once again, TikTok oh, yeah, yeah. Todd can't help himself. He's posting things on Instagram with a wee 56. It's like, they never <laughs> learn. Every <laughs> single season, they do the talking on social media. We do the talking on the pitch. And that's where it happens. I think, Melly, you said there that Celtic were not too far off last season. And I want to kind of disagree with that. You and I did the Match Reaction podcast, which mm-hmm. is one of the things I mentioned that we do for Patreon. And I thought... The look of that opening game had the look of a team that needs a few adjustments, a few additions in key areas to get us back to the levels that we're performing at last season. If last season was 10 out of 10, that's about 7 out of 10 for me. 6, 7 out of 10, that performance. Oh yeah, I'd say it's a 6, 7 out of 10. But I think if that was a run-of-the-mill league game last season, we wouldn't have thought too much about it. Like I thought too against uh, Ross County, fair enough. Goal in the last couple of seconds via de- a deflection. You're 3-0 up. I, that's fine. Ross County always scored a set piece against us, so it wasn't, wasn't the worst. But I, just, I think when we were expecting Brendan Rodgers to be back, we thought, right, big names are coming in. We'll go in and we'll just take this team from last season, add a couple of players and we'll get better. But it didn't quite pan out like that in pre-season. We haven't quite seen the incomings we'd want. And it just felt like it was last season's team for me. With a couple of players out missing. Now, Jota's obviously left. We didn't have Starfield to start. Alistair Johnson uh, injured as well. So I think it feels like we're just missing a couple of players in there. That's why it maybe wasn't up to the usual high standards, but it's up to Celtic to go out and replace these players or bring in better players because while we've still not replaced all the players that are leaving or could be leaving, we still want to improve from last season. So we need mm. to bring in a couple of players to push on. I think, Stephen, it, it stands to reason that the better players you have, the better performance you're likely to, right, get, yeah, you're likely yeah. to get out of those players. And I think I was expecting, maybe my expectations were a wee bit too high because you never really know what's going on inside the club. But I was expecting Celtic to really burst onto the scene. Brendan Rodgers to explode back onto the scene. At the same time, it's difficult to do that when you've got no real Hitati, when you've got um, Anthony Ralston starting, when you've got the possibility of James Forrest coming off the bench to contribute, all these sorts of things. I don't think and then obviously Narotsky is that how we're is that the pronunciation Navrotsky Navrotsky yeah. he's making his debut he had a bit of a cagey start but I thought he came into the game yeah, yeah. for me I just think we need to sort of understand what Brendan Rodgers is trying to do and I don't think we're going to see that until he brings in some serious signings and now I know he's brought in a couple of signings we'll talk about that throughout the summer but I'm talking about guys that you look at them and go, definitely a first-team starter. Yeah, I, th- I think there was a huge amount of expectation going into this game for obvious reasons because brother Brendy is back, mm-hmm. right? And I think we, we've we been away for a few weeks just as a, as a support, basically just sort of building ourselves up almost to the point where it could only disappoint because like, we've we've been through the mill with Brendan Rodgers before, right? But even if Brendan Rodgers had never managed Celtic, if we'd appointed Brendan Rodgers for the first time this summer, there would have been huge expectations about what we're going to get going into this season. We wanted a summer blockbuster. Yeah, we wanted Brendenheimer. Yeah, <laughs> Brendan, that's right. And uh, on top of that comes expectations with the budget because all the talk was Celtic are wash with money, so sell one of our major players in Jota. And it all builds up to this sort of huge ball of hype in... I don't know if Celtic have necessarily lived up to it just mm-hmm. yet. No, the, 
the game itself, Ross County, it was, it was fine. It was fine. I just don't think it lived up to what we were building ourselves up for for several weeks. In many ways, it kind of felt like it didn't really feel like a new Celtic. It felt like old Celtic because of you, the, yeah. what you've just mentioned there. David Turnbull is back in the team. Anthony Ralston plays out of necessity. I, I don't not having a go at any of these players, but these are guys who have been around for years now and we kind of know what to expect from them when we probably spent the summer wondering what this brave new world was going to look like once we get all these blockbuster signings in. Brendan Rodgers has stamped his authority all over this and spent 40 million and all but that sort of stuff. Do you think there's an element of you know, that was a season kicking off and we probably should have been a wee bit readier for that, albeit we did win and we don't really know. You know, what Brendan wanted to assess the squad, which yeah. is which is more than fair enough. However, when he first joined, he said, I'm not accusing him of anything here, but when he first joined, he says, I've watched a lot of Celtic, I've watched every game yeah, last season. Yeah. So he must have an idea of what the squad is like. And then you're seeing players like Liam Scales play pre-season, you're thinking, you don't need to assess Liam Scales, you know he's got no future at Celtic, you know Stephen Welsh has probably got no future at Celtic. So I, I just wonder how much squad assessment really needed to take place and you know a lot of business we brought in some of the best players that we've signed in recent years in the, the latter stages of the transfer window some of them come in in deadline day so I'm certainly not stressing about the quality that's going to come in but I just think from my perspective I kind of expected a wee bit more and you know it's not Brendan's first day in the job but it's his first day of his second time doing the job yeah. but I, I kind of just wanted a wee bit more I just wanted him to announce himself back on the scene a bit that plus John Kennedy's been here for years mm. I mean he knows these players inside out but better than anyone really because managers come and go John Kennedy's been the the, the one constant in the backroom mm. staff for, for years now um, <laughs> like it or not some people he's still just imagine John just lining the players up you're not going to lose your job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose. I suppose the meeting. I mean, I can only speculate. I can only guess what the meeting could have gone like. But I'm sure Brendan Rodgers has conducted a lot of conversations with John Kennedy about the squad over the summer, and maybe it's just the case that John Kennedy has probably said, "Look, you're never getting anything out of this guy, this guy, this guy. We'll give them a run out in the friendlies by all means, but it's kind of over for mm -hmm. them." But maybe the likes of your Turnbull scales, maybe they're worth a run out so, just so you can get a look at them and make the final decision. But I'm sure that. John Kennedy is more than aware of what the squad is going to be or what use you're going to get out of certain players going forward. I'd be amazed if he doesn't because what's he there for, if nothing else? <laughs> yeah, look, looking back at previous teams, uh, first game of the season, even Brendan Rodgers when he's first stint, I I, I'm not sure. Dembele didn't start that game and I don't think Colo Touré did. Obviously Sinclair come off the bench, so pretty much started that game with no new signings. Ange's first time around what Starfield had signed a couple of hours before and Abada started, Kyogo comes on. So it's Stephen difficult. Stephen scored the first goal of last season. Oh, he did, yeah. Aye, so it's almost never seen again. It's difficult to get everybody in and bedded in for the first game of the season, as it? it really happens. But you just thought Celtic were in a good place. A couple of players in and we should be fine. The boat's been rocked a bit with certain outgoings, but I still think the squad's in a good place. And when you're looking at the team on Saturday there, it's still the exact same positions. I thought, ah, we need to improve here, here, here. It's still the same positions. What are that? positions? So, uh, goalkeeper for a start. Mm. Uh, I would have said left back as well. Uh, an attacking midfielder in the centre and a winger mm. straight off the bat. And now if Starfield's going to go, I think we need a centre back as well. I think Millie's right. I think, you know, Jota left ages ago now. Yeah. He's, he's gone and, and we need to, and I think we do need to replace him because... In that position, you've got a bad a guy who was never good enough to start over Jota last season. No. Just because Jota's left doesn't automatically mean a bad is good enough. And from yeah. what I've seen pre-season, 
I know there's a lot of talk online about how you know he's revitalised and he's looking good. Ah, kind of, it was more of the same for me. He's a good yeah. enough player. But anyone that listens to the podcast long enough knows we've got our opinions and frustrations. We are badder. I, I think that's maybe too much of a step down from what we've seen last season. And Melly touched on something that I hadn't considered. You should always want to improve year on year. Yeah. As, as difficult as that can be sometimes, you really want to improve year on year and, and you need to bring in players that are going to help you do that. So that, that's sort of a badder position, I think the one that he's addressed, but I think for me, one that's become more and more apparent throughout the season, Stephen, is a goalkeeper, or throughout the preseason rather. Yeah, if we're in about this case, um, I think I think we do sort of give Brendan Rodgers, because of who he is and what he's done before, I think we do give him allowances for the fact that he might have different ideas a slightly different approach with certain players. They might, uh, they might simplify what they're doing. I mean, players have spoken about that before, but they've been given new ideas from the, the manager that helps them improve as players. So I suppose we, we need to give these guys a chance, such as Abada. I mean, Abada, I'm talking as if he's a complete write-off. He's always a very, very good player. Yeah, indeed, you can but, imagine him in a Scott Sinclair role. Oh he? yeah, I, I mean, Abada's a very good player. He's been one of the best players to have for the last couple of years, but there's no getting away from the fact that he did play less and less last season because Jota was preferred on that right side so that we could get Dyson in the team as well. But Joe Hart, I look, I mean, that that is getting more and more urgent all the time anyway because this is the last year of his contract. So to go towards the this final season of Joe Hart and he has started to look a little bit shaky. And I know it's, it's only pre-season, um, but I kind, of, I kind of reject the idea that pre-season is only about fitness anyway. I mean, ultimately they are preparing themselves for the rigours of a long and hard season ahead of them. It's not really just about getting fit because if that was the case, then why is Haksabanovic not in the squad? For, I mean, he was terrible in pre-season, so it's not just about fit. It's how you... I mean, uh, I, I want to be clear, results don't matter at mm. all. See if you go out and get gubbed off some minnows in pre-season where you're trying to get fit. That doesn't matter. But individual performances do. I mean, if you include reflexes, uh, flexibility, alertness, and, and the fitness bracket, those are the main concerns for me, for, yeah, for, yeah. for, for Joe Hart. So, you know, there, there are things that you can garner from pre-season's yeah. individual performances, especially for Joe Hart. You're looking going... Look, I love Joe Hart. We've been big, big, we've been staunch defenders of, yeah, of, of thing, Joe yeah. Hart on this podcast. Um, but I'm I'm looking going, time catch up every day. Oh, and, yeah. And, and he's, uh, I, I don't really, I'm not saying get rid of Joe Hart, but I am looking now where Celtic are maybe in a situation with, we've got three second choice goalkeepers to sort of half quote Neil Lennon because I think the, the goalkeeping position is now pretty pretty critical and I think it's one it shouldn't take too much to improve on that it was easy to improve in Barkas because the guy was rubbish yep. and we did a very good job doing that with Joe Hart I think it's now time to to improve on that position because my worry is I don't think it's out with the realms of possibility that the performances from Joe Hart and we could see some of the stuff even against Ross County yeah. wasn't was the ideal so the performance of Joe, I can see Scott Bain back in goal if we, if we keep Joe Hart and Scott Bain's not good enough uh, the the thing of the Ross County, the, one of the goals he looked a bit funny from the header that kind of looped into the back post over Kyogo. He just sort of came out and it was in his nowhere near it. It's in it? his six yard box, and mm. traditionally Joe Hart just doesn't like coming out. He doesn't really like really like being aggressive in that way in his own six yard box. The one thing I would defend him on, I think it was it was widely sort of derided in the in the stadium. But the thing where he chested it down and almost conceded the goal just looked ridiculous. Mm. But it was a mental Tony Ralston, Ralston back pass yeah. they kind of lobbed it over Carter Vickers' head 
and Joe Hart probably should have headed it in mm. hindsight, but he tried to chest it down and get rid of it there. But I don't know what he was supposed to do otherwise. But the that aside, he's been he's been starting to get a creak for a long time, Joe Hart, and he's thirty six now. And as you say, time catches up with with everyone. I heard a conversation on a, a podcast recently about how goalkeepers can play a lot later than outfield players, and I think that's true. I'm not going to disagree with that, but I think that's maybe a slightly outdated view that you can play up to, to your 39, 40 yeah, and all at, that. Look at McGregor for Rangers last yeah, year. Yeah, that's an example. And I don't think really any major dominant teams across Europe are playing with keepers in their mm. 37, 38, no. 39 anymore. I think it came around in maybe the 2000s with Van der Sar signed for Man United from Fulham and he was in his late 30s and was still incredible. So that sort of, again, it's not it's not necessarily untrue that keepers can play later. But I, th- I feel like that's one of those positions in football that's changing. It's evolving all the time, yeah. and it's the the game's speeding up all the time. It's all about reflexes, as you say. So it's I don't think it's still the case that you can just set and forget. Just stick mm. your keeper in, and he'll play till he's forty, and then you can start to worry about it. Then if the reflexes and Joe Hart's had a long and successful career, that it's going to catch up with him. It, it might just happen that. He's one of these players that gets old overnight and just starts costing points. That could happen with Celtic, and I don't want that to be the case. I am aware that it might be difficult to fill that position because we've seen the we've seen what five million gets you, and it's mm. Barkas, and that was a complete disaster. So it might be difficult to to do it, but that's it's Celtic's job. He's, to he's take certainly going to be that. a difficult player to replace, maybe yeah, no. because in terms of even the goalkeeper, <clears throat> he was a quality goalkeeper for us last year, and that sort of professionalism and attitude people people are sniffy about that which is un- unbelievable to me people are still sniffy about that but the culture of a team is so important oh, yeah. and you need players to bring that culture and you know we might be looking at losing James Forrest I don't think it's out with the realms of possibility he's just had a testimonial for Celtic find it unusual that he's going to continue he looked for all intents and purposes to be on his way out of the club so you're losing James Forrest a guy that knows what it's all, all about to be at Celtic if you're losing Joe Hunt as well, you need to bring in some of that sort of top-level, elite sort of mentality into the squad as well. I know people are sniffy about it. You, you see it all the time, and we'll definitely get the comments. Well, you you know, what is that attitude? Doesn't he it's stop goals? Going, ah, yeah. But it's, it's 100% the case, and don't take our word for it. Listen to what the players have said about Joe Hart. Listen to what managers and his teammates have said about Joe Hart coming into the club and the and the ethos and the attitude that he brought into the club. He became a, he became a senior player right away, and that just doesn't come with age. That comes with experience in the way you carry yourself and they can see it so I'm not being flippant it's going to be a di- he's going to be a difficult player to replace for us as Stephen said we've had trouble in the goalkeeping department when we've went out and spent big money yeah it's just about getting the right guy the Barkas thing just didn't seem to work out but with Joe Hart look I've said it before the perfect keeper perfect mm. keeper mm. perfect goal <laughs> Stephen did Melly say Kipo? Kipo. <laughs> I'm still in pre-season here. Slender Italian. Warming myself up into this. I think he was a perfect goalkeeper at the perfect time for Celtic. Look, they could have went out and got somebody who's maybe better, but we needed that. And it's not just the professionalism that he brings. He's a guy coming at the end of his career and the way he talks about Celtic and the way he cherishes every moment playing, he he gives that to guys mm. younger than him and goes, look, it'll all be over soon one day. He thought his career was sort of on the down and he gets back to Celtic and starts winning trophies. So the culture, everything, the professionalism, the the attitude, every time he's interviewed, he just talks about how he loved playing, he loved playing, he loves playing for Celtic. So I think that's going to be difficult, but 
if we go back to last season and you look at that sort of Celtic 11 that ended the season, you could sort of name it, can't you? It's pretty much the team is the, the best 11 we had. You look at that and go, right, where do we improve? I think we could have improved on Joe Hart, Greg Taylor and Dyson Maeda. We're still nowhere near doing that and we've still got other positions that need plugged as well because players have left. So Jota's away and now you've got you're in a situation mm. where you might have needed two bingers. We have brought in two in. So Joe Hart was right up there for me, not because he was costing Celtic, but it looked like he was going to cost Celtic very, very soon. And he doesn't look comfortable at all on the ball on Saturday there. The pass from Ralston wasn't the best, but his distribution wasn't good. The whole defence looked a bit shaky mm. to start with. And if we are going to push on, we've seen in Europe, you need a keeper that's going to, keep you in the game a lot of the time. Joe Hart didn't make a lot of saves for Celtic. Not that there was shots flying past him all the time, but you need that something different. And in Europe as well, it's critical to hold on to the ball. And Joe Hart just, he's not as good as that mm. as other keepers, but it's a position we need filled. I think it's getting to the stage where it's possibly my number one position that I'd need filled. I just think we're going to get to that Alan McGregor point where He's going to cost us, and as you say, Scott Bain is not the answer. So it needs it needs addressed now before it does cost us. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Them. The Celtic team, you know, we're lo- we could end up losing a couple of key players. Uh, um, the, we'll get on to the Hatati discussion, but it was quite telling to me that he didn't start and he's mm, not signed the yeah. new contract. There's been rumours swirling about him. We don't need to mention Jota again. We've spoken about it. Goalkeeper's a key player. I think we needed a centre half. I think we're starting. Another problem is the squad balance to me is a wee bit off, but I'll talk about that in a minute. But I think we always needed a centre half. We brought in Navroski. Looks decent. I thought he grew into the game. Uh, a shaky start, but he grew into the game, especially when he started stepping up and yeah. was encouraged by his teammates to get more involved. I thought I thought he looked fine. He looks pretty strong. Um, decent passer as well. But that was... We needed him when we had Starfelt. Yep. And now Starfelt's going. Yeah. We need another one. We yeah. Need a, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Now, Narovsky's probably the Starfelt replacement. They look very similar. They're similar height. We paid similar money for them. You know, it's one in, one out. But we still need another one because Kobayashi... Looks as if he's, he's, he's yeah. high. He look rumours that he's going to end up back on loan to Japan. I know he's injured just now, just in case anyone mm. corrects us on that. He's injured just now, but I mean we're going back further than that because he'd lost his place previously to Iwata at the yes. end of last season. It hasn't really been seen much since. So Stephen Welsh, he's been linked away, and these are two players that probably need to go. So we, we need another centre half, and don't we? Yeah, I mean Navarro's a good start. Um, he he looks good, and what I noticed about him against Ross County was there was one. Carter Vickers played a, a kind of pretty crisp pass across to him. He, he controlled it first time and passed it wide to Dyson. I think with his left foot pretty much t- took a touch and passed it. Starfield doesn't do that. Much that's more the, comfortable uh, on the left hand side. That's the major complaint we always had about Starfield. Is he as good a defender as Starfield? That remains to be seen. I've seen comments. You know, you're always going to get them, but it, people get excited about new signings. But I've seen comments about how he's a clear upgrade on Starfield. I mean, I, I don't know how we're judging that one. I know because super mega uh, brain. If you could decide that uh, already, yeah, I mean, I mean, Starfield has been brilliant. I know, I know, he's one foot at the door. Just basically, you know, as good as gone now. But he's been brilliant. I mean, he's a, a treble winning player involved in one of, if not the best partnership I've seen. Yeah. since I started going as a kid so I don't want that to be just dismissed oh well Starfield's gone this guy's much much better after an hour of football he might turn out to be much better than Starfield but I don't think we can judge that just yet but he does look good I, I think it's a, a promising start from him but really as you said it's one in one out so really does it does it benefit yeah. does it improve us yeah, in any way out, even yeah. if he is 15% a better footballer than Starfield he's a wee bit younger than him as well we've still only got that one position next to Cameron Carter-Vickers the rest is a bit of a grab bag of players who come in and out Iwata I'm not interested in Iwata it's in half it's or a right drop back off, isn't it? it's, it's, yeah. that's the thing with, with a lot of the positions we've yeah. got at the moment Millie. It's, you've got your good player and then the player down is, is just not good enough and there were players last season who I thought might have been good enough and there's players you don't know about so you think to yourself right if one of the, the centre-halves gets injured, well, we've got Kobayashi there. Now, we didn't know anything about Kobayashi, so we thought, well, he might actually be a good, he might be an upgrade on what we've got, he might be better than Welsh. You can pretty much write that one off. Now, we've seen Kobayashi, we know he's not the answer, we know Welsh is not the answer. So, it's the drop-off there, and as Stephen said, a at centre-half, he's not centre-half, you don't want to shoehorn him in, there's talk of him getting shoehorned in at right-back. That never happened either, so... It's a, it's a key it's another key area for us it's kind of crept up on us a wee bit yeah because this time last season we went out and got Jens didn't we and yeah. we thought um, maybe not going to 
take Starfelt's place, but he's a decent enough backup. He's went, we got Kobayashi in, he's not as good as Jens, mm. and we went in the Champions League games with Jens and Welsh uh, as centre-backs. Can't do that again this season. It has to be Novotsky, Carter Vickers, and A.N. Other, who is of a decent calibre, linked with all sorts of players, but we never know what's going to happen. It seems to be until Celtic have need enough done deals that they're getting put out there, but we definitely need free decent centre-halves. Fabrizio Romano never has anything on us, does he? Except outgoings. There's <laughs> yeah, yeah, never any good news with Celtic. Absolute downer all <laughs> summer. Every single time we got an absolute sick of that guy. <laughs> but uh, that, it's very quiet, isn't it? It's yeah. been very quiet. No, I'm, I'm being patient with Celtic's incomings just now because I have signed a load of players and some look good. Some look as if they're ready to go straight away. Home in particular, I'm, I'm yeah. quite impressed with. Uh, I'm being patient because if it truly is how we think and hope this window is going with Brendan Rodgers, big blockbuster manager, massive budget and all that, it might just well be that Celtic are stepping into a, a market higher than we're used to. We all hope so. Mm. We all hope we're going in for that sort of seven, eight, nine million pound. I know we've done it with Edward before, but it's not it's not the norm, no. is it, for Celtic to make those signings. We've stepped into that market and just found it just takes that wee bit longer. Now, it's, I, I know some major clubs have done business. I mean, Arsenal have thrown around money. It's no one's business, but it may well be that the players we're going for have options. They've got better agents, better management behind them, urging their clients to bide their time. Let's see what happens in England and see if the, the sort of dominoes start falling. We can get you a move to such and such. It might just be the case. I'm choosing to look at it like that. Well, that because well that's the thing. You see a lot of that, don't you? Because it, there's been so much football, especially while I was doing the podcast, you get to see all sorts of stuff happening and you can literally pick. If you're sitting here and you're worried about the lack of signings, you can pick as you say well business gets done at the end of the season yeah. but then you can go but we've actually seen some good players like, there's no yeah. there's no right or wrong we're just sitting here shitting it we're just three guys <laughs> shitting around trying to trying to figure out what's happening now you can choose whether or not as you say Stephen you want to take the more optimistic yeah. thing you can think well Brendan Rodgers come in assess the squad we went to Japan then he comes back and he starts to look at the players after the Japan and the pre-season and then he's got a more solid idea of what he wants and then he sends players away but then you think to yourself well Narotsky just turned up and like that we signed a five and a half million pound centre half yeah, you yeah. know it's like it, you wonder sometimes I, I don't know if it's just my paranoia but you just, the, the thing with Brendan was always transfers that was always the thing yeah. and I'm no putting a downer on it and I'm no saying that this is definitely happening but it's been very low key, and a lot of these signings that have come in have definitely been club signings. You know, they're not the Brendan Rodgers has not identified these guys as key signings. They're club signings, and that's fine. That's what we do. And you know, the club are taking an approach on some of these guys, and and that's that's absolutely fine. But I just don't know. I'm not worried, but I'm nerves are creeping in a yeah, wee bit. Yeah, yeah. He's not wet in the bed yet, but no. he's getting close. <laughs> <laughs> he's taking a big old drink before going to sleep <laughs> yeah. right. too much H2O before bed <laughs> I, mean, I kind of don't know what to make of it anymore because people say well where's the Rogers signing so is it bad lol good Rogers is that how it's no played? I don't think it's anything to do with that I think it's when you go and sign you know I think the way Celtic work is they're, they're constantly trying to sign the best talent they can get their hands on I think that's yeah. a given right and I think when Brendan was asked about the Norotsky signing, he was asked, he said, he basically said, I don't know an awful lot about him. We needed a centre half. The club had a list of players. He was on the list. I had a look and I was happy with him and we went and got him. And I think and I think that's the way it works. I think some yeah, players, think are, every player's given the Brendan Rodgers, you know, seal of approval. Seal of approval, yeah. right? To a greater or lesser extent. However, I don't think for a minute Yang was brought in to replace Jota. No. I don't think that's the case. I think Yang was a player we've watched for a while. We think we can develop him. We think he can contribute. 
we think he's a good player and we've got contacts in that area because we've obviously brought in O. So, so Yang arrives and he's an option on that side probably to take, for example, James Forrest's place and then he sort of can maybe break into the squad. That's fine. But I don't think, for example, if Brendan goes, go get me a right winger, one of the lols or anyone at the club's going to go, well, you've got Yang, so shut uh-huh. up and use him. <laughs> no, I still think there'll be in- incomings. I think Brendan Rodgers will get... By the way, Yang hit- looked decent oh, when yeah, he came yeah, on, yeah. by the way. I'm, not, I'm just using him as an, an, as an example. Will get he, Brendan Rodgers will get his players, but I, I'm just not sure like football works like club signing, Rodgers signing anymore, because isn't the whole thing what we wanted was continuity. Mm. So if a manager leaves, we've still got everything going on in the back. there's no denying that there's been Ange signings. You know, if Ange wasn't here, we would never have signed Kyogo. No, but... Or I, Hatati. But we've never had a manager like Ange that's come from... Yeah. No, that, I agree. I just mean the, the manager. Way. I just mean we're no living in a situation the manager has no input. You know, no. there is at Celtic the capacity for a manager to go... Like, for example, if Brendan Rodgers went, listen, I was out watching a couple of games in Spain last year. There's this guy who plays for Granada. He's absolutely tremendous. Can we go and try and get him? Then the club would work to try and yeah. get him. But... The way I'm looking at it is like Brendan Rodgers has been in England uh, for what three, four, four mm, years, yeah, four yeah. seasons. So any player he's come across is pretty much out of Celtic's budget. Yeah. So there's not going to be players he's coming with. Listen, we were like with Harry Souter today, and yeah. he's like, he signed for Leicester for fifteen million quid or something last year. Yeah, that's that's what, what shows you. You're looking it? what loan at best probably. So Brendan well, Rodgers, he's a massive Rangers fan, so I don't want anyone near yeah. the club. But, <laughs> but even <laughs> since Brendan, a club welcome to all. Nah, no, <laughs> not for me. Nah. Nah. <laughs> I don't think since Brendan Rodgers' first spell, I think football's moved on dramatically as well. I don't think there'll be this sort of Scott Sinclair where he can go go and get me that guy. I just mm. don't know if that exists for Celtic anymore. And I think with the way football has changed so much, I don't think Celtic will be planning for Ange next season at the end of last season going right here's a list of players we're scouting what do you think Ange and then as soon as Brendan Rodgers comes go right fling them in a bin and we'll go and get the Brendan Rodgers players Celtic can sign the players they can sign they've probably got a maximum budget maximum wages they can go to and is Brendan Rodgers coming and going to dramatically change that I'm not sure it is we might have a bit more pull with Brendan Rodgers being there we might be able to push it out a bit more but look we all pretty much trusted Ange with our lives, didn't we, towards the end of it? So I don't see why Brendan Rodgers coming in is going to completely change the landscape of football. Ange did have it different, but Mark Law came in as well and Celtic signed these guys from Asia as well. So we've obviously expanded the scouting. Mm. It's something we've wanted a lot, but I get what you mean. We've, we've just not had that Rodgers impact yeah. yet where we think, right, this is it. This guy, these two guys are coming in. They'll play every week like Scott Sinclair yeah, and... Nice. Like Dimbelli sort of thing that you go. That's it. Like they're just going to play, and that's it. We've we've not quite had that yet, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. Man. I mean, obviously, we, we we will know the club will know Stephen that players are leaving before we do. That's that is obvious. So we will know Starfelt was leaving weeks ago. So Narotsky signing now looks to be a, a Starfelt replacement now because yeah. obviously the club knew ahead of time. And you're looking about and you're going well. So if if Turnbull's back in the team and Hatati's not starting games. You're looking into that and you're thinking, is this is this another position we need to improve on? Um, I said in the, the post-match, like, I, I don't mind David Turnbull as a player. David Turnbull would be, by far and away, the best player in this league if he played for anyone else. Oh, yeah, you know, no. out with. And out was with, at the time. Uh, yeah. and, and was at the time. We paid good money for him. 
won Player of the Year and Young Player of the Year yeah. in the same season that we don't want to talk about. <laughs> um, the poor guy. He's always, I wonder if he's kept those awards. <laughs> oh, but, him and Sorrow were a breath of fresh air that year, really. <laughs> so I just look at them now. But I, I just think he is. It's my personal preference a lot, right? I just think he's a massive step down from Hatati. Hatati is way more dynamic, way more powerful. I think he's so much quicker on the ball and he just makes that team tick so much better when Hatati's playing. And I really don't want to lose Hatati. And also, I do. this sounds harsh, right? But I don't want to see David Turnbull back in Celtic because we've always said it. We've said this before in the podcast that there's a line of quality that exists in the squad. And if you're not good enough to go over that line... You don't play. And that has been David Turnbull for a season or so at Celtic. Just not not so good to get in the squad. If he starts to play, that just means that the tide has came down a wee bit and, yeah, and he yeah. can break into the squad because he's not getting any better as a footballer. I, I mean, I don't I don't think that's too controversial. I think that's undeniable. Is watching yeah. his family. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's fairly <laughs> undeniable if we go from... He's mugging me off. <laughs> a date in this stupid shot. <laughs> Crust of the clown, Jess, <laughs> <laughs> kill Jester. Yeah, you could draw the line there. You, David Turnbull played a lot in Angie's first season. He was yeah. pr- pr- pretty much played every game he was available for till his then, legs collapsed. Yeah, then it, it could play no longer. But then came along a, a certain guy called Rayo Hadati mm. who basically took his place. Oh, now really? he plays for eighteen months, solidly becomes one of the players of the team, one of the top three or four players in the country, and. Then he's replaced by David Turnbull again. So I think that's yeah. That's, that's why fa- people like me on podcasts are questioning yeah, it and being worried about it. I think it's fairly logical to, to look at that and say, "Well, hold on a minute. We went away up and then kind of dropped mm. away back down." Do you against- think there's anything in these things that people are talking about Hatati's sort of pre-season demeanour? Uh, maybe I, I think like, unless there's anything going on behind the scenes, which I sort of leave room for, to be the case mm. that unless that he's on the verge of a, a move to Brighton or whatever the, the chat has been all, all summer, because I remember thinking that at the time. I think was it was Ayer started to play a, li- a little bit less and less in mm. pre-season or something like that and then we wondered he might have a move basically about to go and that's why they're just leaving him out so I wonder if there's anything with, with Hatate at the moment but it could be a combination of that plus look you're, you've been rotten in pre-season I mean, but I, I, rotten's mm. very strong he scored I, that cracking goal but prior to that who was, was that athletic club who yeah. scored that lovely goal Right that, it was very, very erratic, very inconsistent. Would, you worry, would, you, would it worry you to lose Jota, Tati, Starfelt? Oh, massively. And Aye. Heartage out of the team. That's Aye. four solid Aye. players for it's us. Not, it's not even just that. Last season, it was McGregor, O'Reilly, Hitati and Moy all fighting yeah. out for three positions. Yeah. And then Turnbull and then Awata sort of comes in. For them to lose Moy and then Turnbull to suddenly be sort of two places up than he was last season. You're like, yeah, the qualities went but down. But home, who looks all right, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, in that midfield, and we've got Quan as well. But he looks like again, probably a bit of development before we see him start. Many games for Celtic required. But we've got, I mean, we've got Adeguchi, McCarthy. We've got all these. They're still on the books. Now I'm not saying they're going to play. But you look at that <coughs> midfield area, and it's starting to look. I mean, they did us wages, and they've yeah. James McCarthy's on. What was his contract? Was massive. Was nah, it still on two years, mate? Like, so he's, <laughs> he was on like a five-year. So these guys are taking up resource that are preventing us going out and improving the squad. Now they're more than the title to do that. I'm not saying yeah. you know they should just walk away because I want them to. But you're like, how much wiggle room is left to bring in another central midfielder? Because we need to get some out. We're like, we're sitting there, we're equally pouring scorn and l- looking at uh, Saudi Arabia side eye saying, oh, this is terrible for football. This is the end of Come modern football. But, oh, but also, could you, there's a solid here and take us. <laughs> Nudging James McCarthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Get the factor 50 on son, you're going to Jeddah. <laughs> could, you could you overpay us some of that filthy blood money for some of our, some of our bids? Aye. We'd draw the line. We've all got morals, but, you know, to an extent. <laughs> we, want, we want to win some football games. Yeah. Aye. Aye, I think losing Hattati is sort of pretty unthinkable for me, really. Yeah. He's, he's un- he'll be a really difficult player to replace. Uh, impossible. Absolutely mm. impossible. You get certain players that come along for Celtic and they're just different from anything you've seen in Kyogo and Hitati, even Jota and Carter Vickers. They're the ones that made this team tick. I know Cal McGregor's there, but he's a he's an ever-present. As in, these guys coming in just breathed life into Celtic recently and to lose uh, a lot of them, even like guys like Starfelt, when Starfelt plays alongside Carter Vickers, we'll be fine, we'll be fine. These guys just came in and done well, but... Everything changed with Ange coming in. There was a, there seemed to be a quicker turnover of players, but at the same time, you were looking at that squad saying we've never been in a better position. But the more of them you lose, it, it just seems and to be. Uh, and we're learning new things here. about players as well, because last season we were sitting going Haksabanovic, great option, great player off the bench. I know you don't read too much into pre-season, but he's been terrible. He looks not even like, in the squad. He, not even in the squad. I mean, was and. Burnaby as another one no even no even in the squad and he did okay pre-season that's here. a real puzzler for me the, the was Ange a fraud <laughs> it's a, a bald fraud <laughs> I mean there's 40, 45 million there's 4.5 million on Burnaby there or thereabouts wasn't it he was big he was decent money and it's as you say like the you're in a good position but the more you learn about the players over the past season you're going can Burnaby be relied on Brendan Rodgers said pretty much no he needs yeah. to work on his defensive stuff Haksabanovic to me is starting to look a bit like a carbon copy of a Yeti maybe worse than a Yeti because a Yeti played some games when Ange first came in and looked okay but yeah, there's just this sluggishness about Haksabanovic and he's, mm, he's yeah. no really performing and I don't know if he's maybe been told that you know Brendan's assessed I've assessed things and I don't really see a place for you in my plans but again he was one that we considered an option. Bernabe was one considered an option. Now, going into this new season, I don't. See if we are looking at it and Jota's left and no left-backs come in. If Bernabe and Haksabanovic can't even make a, a, a bench of nine players, you're looking at it going, there's nothing, it's no looking good for you. I mean, if for James Forrest to be on the bench ahead of you is criminal at this stage of your Celtic career. It's, sorry, sorry, jump in there. It's not, it's not just the numbers on the bench either, it's the it's the makeup of the squad. So you've yeah. got you've got Kwon, you've got Iwata, and you've got there, there was another midfielder, I'm sure, home, home on yeah. all on the bench, but you can't find uh, any Hattati. room. And Hattati, of course, that was the other one I was looking for. And you can't find a room for a fullback, which we don't have any cover for whatsoever. And that's what Alistair Johnston injured. Yeah. So he's due to come back. Presumably then Ralston will just be the cover for both positions. Then Bernabe's completely and bombed out of the squad again. And he's had and we so probably many. need a left back because yeah. Greg Taylor's okay under Ange. But this sort of, if he's going to be the marauding fullback again. I just I just find it's puzzling with Bernabe. He's had so many unexplained absences from the team. And I remember he, he lost his place. Or he kind of disappeared from the squad last season. And there was some chat that it just... They become a, a dad for the yeah. first time, right? So, but it was ages he was away for uh, out of the squad altogether. But then at that point, we had no cover whatsoever. So he was away from the squad, and then that's happened again. So we've got no fullbacks on the bench whatsoever, four midfielders, two right wingers, and no space for your only fullback cover. It's just so puzzling when you consider on top of the fact that he looked quite good in pre-season, scored a cracking goal, scored, scored a weird goal where he set himself up. Yes, that a, was a bizarre. With, with a shocking pass <laughs> straight down the wing. The pass so uh, bad it flummoxed the opposition. Uh, he, he, he assisted himself basically from <laughs> his own half, it seemed like. But I mean, he's, he's been there, he's been contributing, he's been looking good. So really the kind of complete opposite of Haksabanovic, both of them are at the squad, but Bernabe 
looked alright. We're not sitting here saying it's a disaster. No, we're not. Celtic, we need to tear up everything. But we're saying, you know, the more you find out about the players, which is what pre-season's for, the more you look at the the players on the fringes, and the more that players that looked as if they had promised last season, like Iwata, Kobayashi, Haksabanovic, and Bernabe, you're now looking at these guys going, how much are you really going to contribute? Then you've got players like Forrest, who's a year older, and other guys that, that I mentioned that you, you have just been bumbling about the club so long that they kind of need to go. It's kind of the game, Melly. You really want to go Celtic football manager, don't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get rid of all the deadwood, free up all yeah. that wage money and then go out and bring in the players you really want. Yeah, Brendan Rodgers in his first spell talked about, look, the squad was too big. But again, every season we go into this, we have bloated squad. Players come back from loan that you forget about and they're just kicking about. Like, you don't even see a Yeti and Sorrow in the training pictures or anything like that. Just at Mikey Johnson next time. <laughs> well, he's God, injured. Him. Wow. He's injured at least. But we're kind of one injury away from McGregor. Get to left back, son. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, we've got enough midfielders to do it. But it's kind of the squad is a bit lopsided now with midfielders. It, it does need a bit of the fat trimmed. But what we really need is quality in. We mm. don't need MD coming in that's going to be you know what, he might be a good player. We need guys coming in and hitting the ground, not hitting the ground running with our performances straight away, but coming in going, right, you are going to be starting or coming on and contributing every game. With Yang, Kwon, we just don't know what we're going to get with them. Novotsky, look, I think he'll be fine. Uh, really impressed with him as the game went on. Looks far more comfortable left-sided than Starfelt, but we'll see if he's going to be good. But we've still not addressed the the quality in the squad it's not went up a level it's I'm convinced dropped. it will by the way because yeah. this is this has turned into you know we don't really plan these podcasts as much we've got sort of bullet points that we want to make sure we hit and I'm just conscious listening to it that this has sounded a bit of a negative <laughs> podcast you know, we're moaning a bit about the state could of the squad worse. it could be it could be worse you know, <laughs> during the Rangers podcast if you want to laugh um, I just want to say look, we're not sitting here terrified about the state of the squad I'm pretty no. confident that you know Brendan Rodgers has no come back to sit yeah. here and you know skirt around the edges of the squad at the end of the day, if Brendan Rodgers goes, I need a central midfielder because the five that have arrived here that are playing, and I'm talking about the guys that are never going to play, I'm sorry, they're not good enough. The Celtic need to suck it up and find the money for him. If Brendan Rodgers wants a right... They uh, find it, he's got 30 million. Well, that's million. it, they've got the money. But if he goes and says, look, I need a, I need a right-footed left winger, which is apparently another priority for him, go get it. Back, back the guy. Don't say, well, actually, we've got this, we've got that, we've got Forrest, we've got Mikey Johnson. Brendan Rodgers has already made his mind up. These guys aren't good enough. Go yeah. and get me the players I want. And it's, it's going to become even more important soon because, yeah, look, Celtic are joint top of the league with everyone else who won at the weekend. <laughs> right? Every other team that's on three points just now yeah. are, are technically joint top of the league. Not all of them, but all mm. of the teams that won at the weekend who are joint top. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't How did Michael Beal get on? <laughs> 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 okay, little man. <laughs> Not little anymore. No. <laughs> okay. I know. Oh, he's he's looking. Wow. He's he's been enjoying his summer. Has he? Gravy guts. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, been, he's been eating the squad's dinners, by like so. But um, Jeez, he's been eating so low into <laughs> fat shaming. We're a, we should be above that. Eating sort of Todd Cantwell's dinners, by like so. But we've we've got the Champions League coming up. Yeah, like that's we need we need quality for that. No, I'll imagine we'd qualify, Steve. I know, I know. Imagine it. we would all be panicking right now. <laughs> this really would be a, a disaster. This this podcast, but we, we all just want to feel better about it. Now, I've I've said numerous times in the past that it's very easy to say go out and get Champions League quality, and very very difficult to deliver that because as much as people say that, go out and sign somebody ready for the Champions League. Celtic never do that. Yes, players go on to prove themselves ready right. for the Champions League after the fact. 
because anyone saying oh, Dembele was, was Champions League quality, I, he was a 19-year-old that signed for Fulham. He'd never been near the Champions yes. League. We found out later that he was Champions League quality. So my point is, it's very hard to say go out and get Champions League quality because we don't know what that looks like without spending 40 million on someone. Speaking of Dembele, sorry, but Steven Gerrard signed him. And, uh, <laughs> I know. You're talking about managerial contacts and <laughs> I, I'm looking at this and he's going, he's, he's going, oh God, eh, I, I didn't expect to be a manager. Get me Dembele, Henry, Jordan Henderson. Jordan Henderson. <laughs> Jesus, man. It's, you know, I, I, look, I think the, the, the video of him that emerged for Saudi <laughs> shouting at a poor Saudi Arabian in a Scouse accent. <laughs> like, that is a man so out of his depth. It's uh, unbelievable. Tony Adams. Uh, I know, but I was I was so shocked when I saw that he would want to sign Jack Hendry, man. I mean, just shows you the idea. Jack Hendry's obviously loving it. Yeah, but, probably the most highly paid Scottish footballer of all time now. Someone said that. Yeah. Someone said he might be. However, I had to think about it, and I think Darren Fletcher was on big cash. He was an important player for Man U at the time. Andy Robertson's Robertson, been on Robertson, they'll be up there. I, they'll be in six figures a week, yeah. both of them, I assume. But, but Darren knows. Fletcher was not making washers uh, no, no certainly not but I'd, Lord knows what Henry's on in that, that I think he's on 60 grand a week or something, Six. Oh, something like I that. thought it'd be more than that to be honest when you apply right, tax free uh, when you sort of now the people talk about film takings adjusted for inflation yeah. when you add the sort of Jack Henry tax onto 60 grand a week for who he is yeah. he is the, he kind of is the highest paid uh, player yeah. of, uh, of you all mean time really. payment versus value yeah. 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 Yes, yeah. Exactly. they've thrown crazy money at uh, that but where was it going oh yeah sorry the Champions League but all we want to do is feel a wee bit better about that we want to feel mm. like the squad is going somewhere and yes we are getting these additions in here and there but no one that it's, it's been said already on this podcast no one feels that feels definitively Right, this is this is a big statement so far. Correct. Even Navrotsky, who's the, the biggest signing so far, is just he, he really is just plugging that that hole left by by Starfield. Who he's not even at the door yet, but he's all he's doing is replacing a guy who's done a great job for Celtic so far, and he's going. Yeah, if, even if we get three players in, I know that seems like a lot right now, but the quality can just go up. And you go, I feel a lot better, but it's not just that you want. You want to feel that this is Brendan Rodgers' team rather than Ange's team. So things, we do lose a couple of games. It's no that, ah, we miss Ange and all that. You want Brendan Rodgers to be able to put his stamp on it and say, this is my team. Because when you look at Ange coming in, he had to just tear it all apart, didn't he? And mm. when you, even when Neil Lennon came in, after a window or two, like Rodgers' players were all gone. So teams evolve very quickly after a manager leaves, don't they? So you want... Rogers to be able to put his stamp on it and go, look, this is my team now. We, we just need those players to come in. I think they will, but it's, it's still early days. There's still, what, three, four weeks to go in the window. I just, he's won this week, come on. We want Celtic to spend big money, but we want you to spend small money on patreon.com <laughs> slash 20 Minute Tims. You can support this podcast to get loads of content for less than the price of probably an expensive pint a month, or if you even want to go, less than the price of a Happy Meal. Subscribe to us If you watch us on YouTube The majority of people That watch us Don't actually subscribe So that's another thing You can do It doesn't cost you anything You can support us In that way Thank you so much for watching Thanks for listening See you next week Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style With Quince Quince has all the Jet setting essentials You'll want for your next getaway Like European linen Premium luggage options Buttery soft Italian leather bags And so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.